Hi guys, welcome to Sue's Let's Rip. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about myself because I'm such a narcissist. No, I'm joking, I'm not. Um, I am going to be talking to you, however, about the shit show that is my life in 2020. Now, before I start, I know that everybody is fighting their own demons and everybody's going through their own problems at the moment. And the things that I'm about to talk to you about may seem, you know, might pale in comparison, but to me they've been pretty significant, significant things that have gone on in the last year. So <laughs> let's start right from the beginning, January 1st, 2020. Um, so yeah, sorry to all the men out there, but you know what, it's part of life, so get over it. <laughs> um, I got my period, uh, on the 1st of January and proceeded to have it for the next six months. Um, a couple of scans, blood tests and whatnot, found out I had a cyst on my ovary, um, which was really, really shit. So that was the first start of 2020. Then I was diagnosed with gallstones uh, after having what I thought was a heart attack on my living room floor. Uh, the sheer fear in Jenna's eyes when um, she saw me collapsed on the floor, fighting for breath, terrible chest pains. Just, it was, if you've ever had gallstones before, then, you know, you'll understand what I'm talking about. It is probably one of the worst pains you will ever experience. This coming from someone who's never had children. So all the mothers out there, you know, just, you know, tone down your, your shouting at me, okay? But it is pretty sore. So yeah, get diagnosed with uh, gallstones. So that's fine, those two things, you know, put that aside, no problem at all. What's really exciting is that on 28th of March, Jenna and I were due to get married. We had planned everything. Obviously, we had had the honeymoon booked. I think that was the first thing we actually booked, which was an amazing two-week stay in a Mexican resort. And what made this really exciting is that the hotel that Jenna picked had a lazy river all the way around it. And that's all she could think about the whole time was, I can't wait to be on this lazy river. I'm going to have my cocktail and a ham and cheese sandwich or toasty and I'm going to be on a float going around this um, this lazy river. So she was really excited about it, as I was. Now, obviously, that's when COVID started to, to happen. And, you know, when we first heard about it, we thought, oh, it's in China. You know, that's ages away. Don't really think about it. Okay, now it's moving to more places in Southeast Asia. But still, it's really far away. We're not even thinking about it. Then it popped up in France and we were like, shit, this could actually come over here. And lo and behold, it did. Here is the attack of COVID on the UK. And as time and time went on, we thought, nope, you know, we won't go into lockdown um, before our wedding. Like, there's no way... Um, We'll we'll get to our wedding, we'll go on the honeymoon, we'll come back and everything will be fine. We'll go into lockdown, it'll be great. <sighs> two weeks before, two weeks before we were due to get married, we got a phone call from the venue telling us that they were cancelling our wedding. Although, if you speak to them, they didn't say they cancelled it. But essentially, they cancelled it. And obviously, I mentioned the honeymoon. We had to cancel the honeymoon. Um, and luckily we got our money back for that, so that was good. Um, what else happened? Oh yeah, we were supposed to uh, move. So we were supposed to come back from our honeymoon, put the house up for sale, um, and move up to Edinburgh. 
Obviously lockdown happened, so we had to put that on hold and we've got the, the flat up for sale at the moment, but no one wants to buy flats. They all want to buy houses. So we're stuck here with a flat that we can't sell. We can't change the mortgage into, um, uh, what's that look like, like buy to rent type thing because they want 65 grand for us to do that and unfortunately I don't have a spare 65 grand to give you. So we're kind of stuck here until someone buys our flat. So yeah, that sucks a lot because we feel like we're trapped in the life that we didn't want to happen and we can't get out of it, essentially. Um, obviously through this whole shit show mess of a situation, I lost my job, I got made redundant. So here we are, we're sitting here with no marriage, no honeymoon, not in the house that we want to be in, I have no job, and then um, the anxieties pick up, the relationship anxieties pick up. Jenna is, you know, going through a really hard time and she's struggling and because she's not happy in the job that she's doing and we're still stuck here and um, we can't get up to Edinburgh to move. Everything just feels like it's too much and it's a lot which puts our relationship in, in basically front and centre. Um, and then she has she's having doubts about a relationship. Should we be getting married? Should we still be together? Do I want this? Do I want to go and fly off to Thailand and go and spend my time with the monkeys in a Buddhist retreat? I mean, I, I, I'm ad-libbing here. So yeah, we were, you know, there was a, there, there has been a couple of times where we've sat legitimately and had the conversations of should we stay together, should we break up? You know, obviously neither of us want to break up. She is, you know, my soulmate and I couldn't imagine my life without her. And, but we did have those conversations and for any couples out there, you're basically spending 24-7 with your partner. And anybody is bound to go a little stir-crazy and start to question things around them. So we decided to take a little break um, for about a week. I went to stay with my parents. She stayed here and went up to Edinburgh for a weekend to look at some houses. And I think, you know, it did it did us good because, you know what they say about the, the distance makes the heart grow fonder. And, you know, I realised when she was gone how much I missed her and... She um, missed me as well. Well, I mean, I don't want to talk for her. I mean, how can you miss me? Um, well, I'm hoping that she missed me. Um, but she, I think she also had a sense of freedom while she was up there, just, you know, away from all the negativity around her, the job, the house, um, us, you know, constantly being together. So I think she had a good opportunity to sort of leave all that behind and be somewhere where she can just be free and uh, enjoy the space as well. So, you know, although we're, you know, not totally over that hump at the moment, we have, we do talk a lot and we're very open in our relationship. So that has helped, um, that's helped us look at each other differently and, and understand that, you know, maybe our relationship isn't the, the main issue here. There's just lots of other things that are going on in the world that our relationship is something that is the focal point, essentially. Obviously the anxiety is up about trying to find a job, got a new job and then started to freak out about that job because it's something that I'd never done before and I thought I was going to be absolutely crap at it. I mean I'm getting to grips with it now and I feel a lot more confident in it now but those first two, three weeks were so overwhelming and so petrifying and I thought to myself, oh I'm never going to find another job if I don't do well in this job, I'm never going to find another job in Edinburgh. 
and we're supposed to move and we can't stay here anymore because I can't watch Jenna's face and the disappointment of not being able to move. So it's just pressure, 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 just everything all coming to a head. And then, you know, bringing the relationship into that as well. It's just, you just feel like you're going to break. You just honestly feel like you're going to break. So, you know, we have managed to work through that time as a healer. Lockdown started to ease off. So we were able to go out, see family, see friends. And get more, you know, back into a, a sort of a routine. Unfortunately, one of our guinea pigs um, fell ill and died just last weekend. And it's really annoying because we took the guinea pig to the vet. And, you know, I told them he's not himself. He's not well. He's not eating. He's not sleeping. And they kind of like, they just sort of brushed us off. Like, you know, oh, he looks fine. You know, there's no problem with him. And we knew there was something wrong with him. And I woke up on Saturday morning and came through and, and you know, he was, he was, he was dead. And it's heartbreaking. And, you know, the way I look at animals is, you know, the animals, it was a part of our family. Um, and it's just the exact same if you lost a cat or a dog or, you know, any other animal in your family. It's heartbreaking. Um, and, you know, Jenna took it really hard and, and the way she sort of looked at it was, is there anything else that could happen in this fucking year to just say to us that it's all going wrong? Um, <clears throat> and one of the things she said to me was, is this the universe saying, Jesus Christ, fucking move out, go away, just go, go run away, go and get your camper van quit your job and just go away and live off the land is this the universe trying to tell us that you know we are not in the right place and after a while you sort of have to sit and think shit is the universe actually trying to tell me something you know how many more things can go wrong this year before you actually stop and go huh okay i'm beginning to listen now but then you also go to the other side and you have to put that in pers into perspective and you're just like right some dude in China ate a bat. Do you think that the actions of that person was so that we didn't get married or we didn't go on our honeymoon or our guinea pig died or we couldn't, you know, sell our flat and I lose my job? <clears throat> I'm pretty sure that all those actions uh, weren't the exact result. The universe um, put that in place to really ruin our lives um by making someone eat a bat you know when you put it into perspective like that but it does get to a point where you're just like can anything else go wrong i mean jesus covid man covid and i know there's people out there that compare it to the flu and i know there's anti-maskers that turn around and say wearing a mask not going to do anything right so if we just look at the statistics i'm going to go on the subject of covid now right if we go on the statistics, total global cases of coronavirus is 37,920,185. Okay, that's total cases. The total deaths globally is 1,083,694 people have died. And out of that, Total people recovered is 28,487,128. So it's actually got quite a, uh, quite a good recovery rate. But still, over 1 million people have died from this virus. And all it would take you is just to have a little space, 
don't have a fucking house party and put a mask on your mouth. We're not... The, the countries are not asking you to do a lot. This is not impeding your human rights. This is not telling you, you know, like, that you could never go out and go to a pub again or go to a nightclub club again. It's a case of saying, right now, we need everybody to stick together. We need everybody to come together and do what's right for the elderly, for the people with underlying health, health conditions, for your mum and your dad and your grandpa and your sons and your daughters. That's who we're trying to do it for. You know, if you don't want to, if you don't really care about your own life, think about other people's life because they matter. So two of the, two of the, the superpowers, I hate using that word superpowers, but two of the leading countries in the world, USA and the UK, right? This is their numbers. And it still fucking baffles me that we are so behind everybody else that we consider to be third world countries. So in America, the total cases are 8,003,660. Total deaths, 219,805. Well done, Trump. In the UK, we've had 617,688 cases and 42,875 deaths. Now, I know that UK is not high up there anymore, but we could be doing a lot more. You know, I know that teenagers and kids and stuff want to go out and have fun and think it's funny to, you know, flout the rules and have house parties and all that sort of stuff. But stop being a fucking millennial. Stop doing these things for likes and shares on your Instagram. Just sit at home, you know, because the next person that could be on that list is your granny or your granddad. So just think about what you're doing. It takes nothing to put a mask on. It takes nothing to stand that little bit further away from people. And it takes nothing to wash your hands. And I know I'm coming across like some public health advert, but it's true. There's been so much emphasis on people washing their hands that it kind of makes me wonder, what were you doing before? Were you even washing your hands? People who don't wash their hands, I, especially after using a toilet, I have real trust issues with. Like, it is one of my pet peeves. I hate it. When I go into a lady's toilet, wherever it is, and, um, you know, they flush, they've come out, and you hear that door go, and you're just like, you dirty bastard. You didn't even wash your hands. And even if they want to use the excuse that they are using their own hand sanitizer, you've still touched, you have still touched the handle on the door. And, yeah, it just kind of freaks me out. So wash your hands, people. Please, wash your hands. I don't really know what it is that I'm trying to get across with this podcast, if I'm being totally honest with you. I just, I felt like I needed to just talk, talk about what I've been through this this year so far, because it's been tough, and it's probably going to get tougher with the second wave bollocks that's coming in now, and things are going to get hard, and, you know, people are going to go back into lockdown, and it's going to really affect the mental health of everybody, really. Whether you believe that you have mental health issues or not, I think everybody does in some sort of way. What's tr- what's really getting me through is I know that there is an ending. I know, I believe, I have hope. There is an ending to this. Jenna and I will get married. We will go to Mexico. We will buy our house. We will get another guinea pig and eventually a dog because we really, really want a dog. And I know this stuff sounds so material, but... 
want something to go right. It's probably one of the reasons why I decided to do this podcast in the first place. I was feeling so helpless and so woe is me and what can I do? And, and, and what I wanted to do was do a podcast to speak to people. I mean, I know I'm not speaking to you directly, but I feel like I'm speaking to people. And, you know, I just wanted to share that these thoughts and feelings that I have, maybe you have them as well. I just... So, that's been my year so far. I want to know what your year's been like and what's been happening with you. And if there's any positive stories out there, like, you know, new baby on the way, you've got a new puppy or a new animal, or you managed to get married, or you've, you know, managed to... Um, clear a, a milestone in a relationship or, you know, anything at all, let me know because I want to spread some joy on this podcast as well. I don't want it to be all just doom and gloom of my sad, sad year so far. Okay, I love you guys. Take care, stay safe, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.